Here we go. I ain't never had nobody show me all the things that you can show me that are special when I feel freak. Freak. All right, let's try it again. Here we go. I ain't never had nobody show me all the things that you can show me that are special way I feel. When you hold me, we gon' always be together, baby. That's what you told me, and I believe it, because I ain't never had nobody do me like you. <laughs> hey, welcome back to the podcast, One Man, One Tree in a Hill. I'm your host, two-time wrestling champ, stand-up comedian, Jared Waters. My voice is back. It was gone last week. I was a little hoarse, but now I'm back to normal, ladies and gentlemen. This podcast is sponsored by Frontline Roofing and Restoration. Frontline Roofing and Restoration is a, is a company in Ohio that restores roof, ladies and gentlemen. If you would like to contact them, their phone number is 513-375-7050. If you'd like to email them, frontline.roof at gmail.com. And ladies and gentlemen, if you can go to their website, www.frontlineroofingohio.com. And the promo code, if you want a free inspection on your roof, OM. O-T-A-H, one man, one tree in a hill, and that's how you get a promo. And today we like to premiere a black creator, and that creator is Candace Waters, my flesh and blood. Her podcast, excuse me, her po- she hasn't just started a podcast yet, but her YouTube channel is called Candace's Corner. Welcome to my corner, welcome to my corner. We're going to put the link in our descriptions for you guys to check that out. But uh, yeah, what's up with it? A lot of emails, a lot of emails, folks, a lot of emails, and we're going to respond back to everything. Uh, a lot of roast jokes. A lot of people like roasting me through emails. Uh, some people said I sound like a big pun after he ran a couple miles. That was, I didn't get that joke. Uh, said your voice sounded bad, but you know, I lost my voice, but uh, I just kept pressing through. Thank you for all the home remedies to do, but I just drank some Gatorade and uh, got some uh, chicken noodle soup. With a, I don't drink so I yeah, with a soda on the side. Chicken noodle soup, so that's what's happening. Uh, a lot of emails. Uh, we're going to get to everything. First, Colin Kaepernick, ladies and gentlemen. Colin Kaepernick is now in the video game Madden 2021. Madden 2021. Colin Kaepernick is ranked higher than Cam Newton. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's something. That is something to think about. I, I truly believe, and this is just me thinking out loud, I don't think I don't think Colin Kaepernick wants to play football anymore. Like why would you want to play football for a company organization that treated you wrong, blackballed you, everything else? I think that him not playing football makes him more iconic. Because if he gets on the football field and he's not as good as he was four years ago, it's like, see, that's why we didn't draft him, that's why we didn't have him play. So right now, being a martyr is a whole lot better because now he'll get in the Hall of Fame for standing for something. You know, did he have a good career? Yeah, he played six, five years, went to the Super Bowl, lost to the Ravens. <coughs> Excuse me. But putting him inside Madden, that's not going to dissolve anything. And putting him inside Madden, and when he scores a touchdown, he holds a black fist like my brothers, my people at EA Sports. You guys need to have a check. Y'all need to talk to yourselves because you guys blackballed them as well. And when rappers would, and would rappers, and when rappers would shout them out inside, when rappers would shout them out inside their raps for Madden, they would uh, edit all the raps out in EA Sports. <clears throat> and all right, hold on, we got a phone call, ladies and gentlemen. Hold on. Hello. Are uh, you recording the podcast right now? Yeah, yeah. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is Stefan Hightower from episode. I think 29. Stefan, what's the word, brother? What's going on, bro? Uh, nothing, man. I'm 
man. I just kind of the talk shit, talk shop, but I'm literally finish the podcast. What's going on? All right, let me let me hit you back. I'm gonna hit you back in in three minutes. All right, forgive me, ladies and gentlemen. That was Stefan Hightower. Uh, he's been on the show before. I think I had his charger. He had my charger. He was trying to link up with me to get his charger back. So I said, just text me. All right, we're back to the podcast. Yeah, with EA Sports. EA Sports, like, I just don't get it. Like, what the freak are you guys doing? Like, yeah, like, you can't you can't replace hurt. You know, I know Colin Kaepernick was hurt, whatever, but now you become a symbol, and he has to, I think it's better for him to just be the symbol. The symbol's a whole lot better than playing in the NFL, and you really don't want to play. Maybe he's standing. Maybe he does. I don't know him personally, to be honest with you. I never met him. So, you know. I found that, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I found that unique. Uh, little Boosie, still banned from Instagram. A lot of people have been emailing me like, what's up with that? I know, man, that's sad. I love Little Boosie. And I think that Boosie is growing with us. He's learning how it's hard for older southern black men to adjust to adjust to being, what's the word I'm trying to find? Adjust to being progressive. They are. It just takes time. So he's getting used to just, you know, closing his mouth on certain issues and stuff like that. But his Instagram was wild. He was, <laughs> he was wilding out for real. <laughs> oh, come on, do the snake for me. You say it, bro. Boosie, you say it, Boosie. But I love little Boosie, and it's it's just funny because he's just hitting up Mark Zuckerberg. I got a hundred thousand dollars if you give me my, if you give me my. Uh, what is it? I got a hundred thousand dollars. Hundred thousand dollars you give me my Instagram back. So uh, yeah, that was a little little boosy. Uh, there's a Andre 3000 sighting. That's what you got. A lot of people ask like, when was that picture taken? See, the Andre 3000 sighting happened. Uh, I'll tell you a story how I met him. We I was on McDougal Street, and there's a legend how Andre 3000 just walks around in random places, and he plays the flute, and he'll he'll stop and he'll talk to you. And he's he's mad chill. So I see this guy walking. I'm sitting on McDougal Street. That's like where all the comedy clubs are in New York. Like it's a street of them. And I'm looking. I was like, man, that dude looks a lot like Andre 3000. Then he starts walking closer. And I said, dude, that is Andre 3000. And the comedian with me, he's from Atlanta. And I said, yo, that's three stacks. So I was like, yo, three stacks. He's like kind of looked a little bit. I said, yo, Andre. He stopped. He goes, hey, what's up, gentlemen? And I said, yo, Andre 3000, dog. I just want to say you're a legend, man. And I appreciate everything you've done for the South, man. He goes, oh, man, I appreciate it. Ain't nothing but love. And we dap it up, and he walks off. And I look at my friend, and I go, did we just meet Andre 3000? He goes, yeah. I said, I got to run him down and get a picture. So we just ran after him. So I run after Andre 3000, stop him. I said, yo, three sacks, no disrespect, dog, but can we get a picture, man? This is iconic. He goes, yeah, yeah, sure, no problem. So as I'm posing to take the picture, before I say, I was like, dog, we look like cousins. He said, yeah, we probably are cousins. I said, well, I'm from the South, too, Florida. Florida, by the way, of North Carolina. He goes, well, maybe, maybe. I said, look for the waters. And then after that, he goes, I really got to go. I was like, yeah, no problem. So as I probably told the story before. So as he goes, this girl, he's coming into a tea, like a tea place. Like there's a tea shop that everyone, I don't want to put the business out. He goes to the specific place to get tea. And people see him and take pictures, but they know that this is his workspace and they let him do it. He has his little oboe and his computer and he gets meetings and stuff done. So this girl is inside the tea place, and she has on his shirt, and she just breaks the F down. She goes, oh, my God. Can I have a picture? And she goes, you changed my life, everything else. I'm like, oh, my God, freak. And she goes viral. She goes viral. She goes viral. And it's like millions of people retweet her, but I was like, it was an amazing story. I was like, dang, the only thing we needed was a shirt. 
<clears throat> so those Andre 3000, I think that was a couple a couple months ago. But sometimes I repost old pictures because that just shows me people don't give an F about my Instagram. <laughs> uh, good. Uh, so Sunday, I'll, so Sunday we did the Woody's Roundup on Sunday. And uh, shout out to all the emails about me not. Freak, I know. I feel I feel so bad by not watching Once You Heal. I did watch it, and I did write notes about it. I do have to upload it, but I lost my voice. So, the freak, you know? That's an excuse. That's an excuse. But when I get home tonight, <laughs> and all of our subscribers, are, I keep saying this every week, are from Once You Heal, but I thank you guys for still listening, man. We got so many downloads and stuff like that, and that's the emails. It's like, when are we going to be reviewing One Tree Hill episodes? And I know, I know I kind of hijacked this fan base, but F it, man. Grow with me. Grow with me. So uh, let's wrap up. Let's talk about the week. Let's wrap up the week and see what's happening. Uh, a lot of people ask me about Joe Budden's podcast, and I love the Joe Budden podcast. I think it's great. Um, I think that's dope what Joe Budden, Joe Budden is fighting for. I was about to call him Joe Biden. What Joe Budden is fighting for. Uh, if you don't know his podcast, he was the first people like of podcasters and creators to go to like where his own, his podcast can only be distributed by one place. So pretty much it's like license. He licensed his podcast to Spotify. So what's happening, all these corporations are, that's what Disney did. Disney licensed all these, they pretty much bought, either buy or license different things. So only certain movies can play on Disney Plus or you buy the license for different things out. And when Joe Budden came there, he brought his audience and built up Spotify. And then all these other people came. The Ringer got 250 million. Joe Rogan got 100 million. But they didn't offer Joe Budden anything. They did, but it wasn't wasn't ownership. And I feel I feel what he's saying because he's like we kind of built up the platform for podcasts. And now you're doing all these independent deals, but you're not taking care of the people who are at the bottom of the podcast, building it up. And, uh, you know, I, dude, I, I think it's freaking dope, man. I love people stepping outside the box. It's a lot of money, a lot of money. But there's been plenty of times where I've been in, like, meetings where they're just like, we want to change this, we want to change this, we want to change this. And when you don't own it, they can do whatever they want with it. I think Tyler Perry said, own your stuff. He say what you want about his movie, but he owns every single movie. He say something about his place, he owns everything, everything, branding. But yeah, that's what that's what I think about that. Uh, this week, this week, uh, yeah, this week has been an amazing freaking week of comedy, man. Uh, man this is probably one of the best. I keep saying each week is the best, but this was really a great week. So it started on Sunday. It started on Sunday. Yeah, it started on Sunday. Sunday. <clears throat> so I start on Sunday. So Sunday I go to this comedy show, and it's just every, I just keep missing spots. So I go to this comedy show because this guy said he's gonna put me on the show, and he overbooks the show like a freaking idiot, right? And I leave with my friend Natalie and go to a different show because I could probably get on that one. But he says, "Hey, if you come back, I'll put you on the show." So I leave that show early, and I knew I was gonna get on that show, but I was like, "Let me do this one, then come back, uh, then freak." Doesn't happen, right? Doesn't happen at all. And it's pretty much most of my day, I'm like bouncing back and forth to Brooklyn. So uh, I go back. My friend Stefan, the guy who just called, he does a guest spot. I was like, freak, man. He got the spot I was supposed to get. But he goes, hey, let's go to Eva Evans' show. And Eva Evans is, I think I told him, maybe I didn't. Eva Evans is a wonderful stand-up comedian, but she's never seen me on stage. 
and we're in the same class and stuff like that, but sometimes we don't pay attention, and then I go up, great set. Then Monday is Labor Day, so a lot of people taking the days off on Labor Day. Some places are closed, but I've been encouraging comedians to, like, don't stop right now. Don't freaking stop because now we got the ball rolling, and it's a thing that everyone inside New York is going to outdoor comedy shows because it's entertaining and it's free. You could bring your own wine. You could do everything else. So I go to the show, and I'm about to get the guest spot again. Boom, something happens. Oh, Jared, overbook, whatever, overbook. So I was like, all right, cool. So all of a sudden, but I have eight shows built up during this pandemic. I've been meeting comics, and I've been just, you know, doing well on shows and just grabbing them. I'm like, I'm taking everything. So Tuesday happens. Tuesday night, it is Tuesday night we go to this place called The Lineup. Now, what happens is this, uh, you probably heard of this guy, DJ Cypher Sounds, Wilson Vance, are supposed to do the show. But something happened with a schedule conflict, and they can't do it. So I get there, and the host is panicking. He's panicking. Hey, I, I, I'm a bad host. Uh, the host isn't here. People had to stand up. I was like, oh, well, don't worry, because I brought my friends. So my friend Shadi, Grant, and Stefan, and he goes, I can't host. I said, Stefan will host, and Stefan goes, I can't I can host. Stefan, he hosts the piss out of the show, and he goes, Jared, you close it out. I said, that's no problem. And he goes, what do you want me to light you at? I said, light me at 30. And he started laughing, but I was dead serious, right? Do 30 minutes. My voice is kind of hoarse or whatever. Do 30 minutes, but it's it feels good to just stretch your legs out because it's like one of those nights where the crowd is there, and they're just with me all the way. They're with me all the way. Good show. And then me and uh, the the guy who books the show were talking. And he goes, Jared, like, I didn't know you had time like that. I said, you never asked. I said, dude, I, I'm from the, I'm, I'm from Florida, by the way. North Carolina. I said, I'm from the swamp, man. In the swamp, there have been plenty of nights with me and my buddy Cam Bertrand, Jonas Real, where we go to these one-nighters in Florida and Arcadia, and we would do an hour and ten, or you have the, the legs to do it. So I've done time before. You know, I have 30 minutes. is easy. That's just me finally letting my jokes breathe a little bit. But he's like, man, dude, I, I got to pay you more. I said, yeah, you should. Pay me more, brother. So that show goes well. But all of my friends, I'm glad my friends got on. And then Wednesday was my show, Training Day Comedy. And we do this every Wednesday. And shout out to all the people who came. Holy F, so many people came. People from the podcast came to the park, Astoria Park, and just don't be weird with me. You know, some people are just like, hey, I listen to the podcast. I was like, yeah, say what up. Dab me up. You know, I'm not a, you know, I'm, I'm just a man of the people. So uh, thank you to the people who showed up. I met some wonderful people on the podcast. The same of the dudes that hit me up like, when are you going to do these One Tree Hill episodes? I was like, man, when is my fan base became One Tree Hill heads? But, uh. So the reason why I was proud of that show, that's our third week doing training day comedy in Astoria Park. We do it by the pools. So there's the park, and then when you walk upstairs where, like, people work out, we do it in the pool area. So Matthew Arvello is the guy I do the show with. He's the kid who started stand-up when he was 16 years old, 17 years old. I met him in Long Island, and he's been arrested for running on a Mets football field. He just burnt up his parents' Burnt up his parents' house trying to light a scented candle. Just <laughs> He's a kid, so I'm talking to him, and, you know, I try not to affluence or influence his decisions. I want him to learn on his own, but at the same time, I'm here to guide him because I started stand-up same way, young like that, in college, and trying to figure things out. 
So the first show, he's a platypus. He's scared. He's nervous. His family's there and stuff. The second show, second week, he's doing good. But this week, this this buddy was on it. So I noticed before the show, I, we get up there to set up. I hit him up. I was like, yo, where are you? I'm running a little late. Now, last week, uh, he's there at 5 o'clock. Him and this girl is there, this nice girl, this nice, nice young lady. And I said, hey, how are you? She's good. I said, so what is this? Are you guys, you know, together? He goes, we're just, you know, we're talking. We're we're talking. I was like, okay. But I'm looking at her, and she doesn't say nothing. He answers, and she just looks. And I said, she doesn't look like she wants to talk. And then I'm, she's like, Jared, come on. I was like, I'm effing with him. So this week, uh, I get there around 6. I get off work. I'll talk about work later. I get off work, and I got to go over there. I got to carry the mics, and I got to carry the LED lights in the stand. So I put it in my bag. Going from Harlem to Queens, then I got to walk dang near 10-minute walk, 10, 11-minute walk of all this stuff, but it's good. We set up the show, so he pulls up, and I, I'm hitting him. I was like, yo, it's 6. Where are you? He goes, I'm going to be like 30 minutes late, 40 minutes late, and I said, the show starts at 7, man, so, you know, you got to be, we got to be stewards of our time. If comedians show up before us, you know, I'm, you know, I'm talking to them, you know, to let them know, like, even though this is our show, let's make sure we take care of this. And then he pulls up, he pulls up with a car, and I said, oh, hello there. Same girl from last time, I'm not going to say her name because, you know, they're, they're, they just made official. So she's she's down, she's helping chairs set up, and she's like helping us out and stuff, but she has makeup on. And I was like, you don't want her sweating and messing up her makeup. And so she's like, no, it's fine, I just want to help. And then Matthew introduces her to our, our boy Kyle, who's a comedian. He goes, what's up, my name's Kyle. He goes, who's this? She goes, this is my girlfriend. I was like, wait, 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 girlfriend? Yeah, man, I made it official. Like, I freaking made it official. And I was like, now I see why you're late. I get it. Uh-huh. My man. But first show we did, he was nervous. Now this boy, this boy doing crowd work, everything else. He's filling it. He's roasting it. So now it feels like a show. And the reason why I said that is because as we're bantering together, it's we can banter. That's when two people have microphones and we're, like, talking. like Kind of like a podcast and you just introduce yourself, introduce the show, find a good point to end the show on. We never really practice. We just talk about, like, current events. And, you know, show's going well, but we meet this couple because I go outside the park and I bark. Barking is when you're trying to get someone to come into your business, so we call it barking. That's what a lot of, if you ever go to McDougal Street, there's people outside saying, come to this comedy show. Some shows don't have barkers, but since we're in a park, it's like you just want to get people to sit down. I meet this girl. I say, hey, we have a comedy show. Right happened at 7. Really? Free show. Free? Yeah, sits down. Meet these other two dudes. These two, these two dudes, they're like boyfriend and boyfriend. I said, hey, we have a comedy show. Really? Yeah, come sit down. They sit down. Then I meet this couple, and this couple is, they're like maybe in their 50s, 40s, 50s. And I said, hey, he looks tired. The dude looks tired. I said, hey, we have a comedy show upstairs. Really? I said, yeah, I said, you look tired. Take a break. We got chairs set up, everything else. We won't roast you. He goes, all right. So what happens is the show's really well. Uh, let's see who's on the lineup. The lineup was, I remember the lineup. I just want to make sure that we get the lineup right. Okay, it was good. So we had my girl Natalie Perlin. Natalie Perlin, she is, she's from New York, but she's originally from Miami, and she just moved to Tampa. And I'm I'm freaking proud of her because she moved to Tampa, Florida. Not sidetracked. She moved to Tampa, Florida. She moved to St. Pete, and she didn't tell none of the comics that she knew me at all. She got on by herself. She just kept doing open mics, and now she's has her first weekend at Side Splitters, my home club. She's hosting for Tony Woods. And she goes, she has a high-pitched voice like like, like a chipmunk. 
She goes, hi. And I said, like, what happened? I said, like, I didn't even know you moved to the Bay. That's my town. She goes, yeah, every time I people I tell them I'm from New York, they go, do you know Jarrett Waters? They like, they love you. I said, like, yeah, those are my town. I grew up with all those comics. Those are like, those are my guys. Those are like my family. So she does really well. We got the guy Kirk Smith. Kirk Smith, he does well. Uh, Gabe Morales. Gabe Morales is my neighbor. <laughs> he's my neighbor. So uh, is uh, he's my neighbor, and he does well. And he's just roasting. He's like, how long? How many? How many black men does it take to set up a set up the lights? Jared took thirty minutes to set up the lights, and he was right. I I was freaking effing with the lights. Then. Colleen Genevieve went up there. She's talking about how she just recently lost her job and, you know, how she's getting over being a nanny and stuff. Then Jonathan Techlie, man, he did a really good set. And Jonathan is like six foot seven, right? Six foot seven. And afterwards, I was like, you going to ride your bike all the way back to Brooklyn from Queens? He goes, yeah, no problem. And he pops his tire on his bike. <laughs> he pops his tire on his bike on the bridge. And then Mallory Bryant, Mallory Bryant, I've talked about her on the podcast, man. It's amazing. We started together when we came to New York, and she's just she just gets up there and she's just fiddling it now. So she does well, good show, and then JJ Matisse, and I'm saying this. Her name is JJ Matisse on Instagram. If you're not following her, and I'm not even doing her justice by telling her story, she is the funniest comedian in New York City. I've never seen her in my life have a bad set in my life that I've been in New York. Everywhere, two people, three people, 30 people, 50 people, she's always just energetic. And she goes, Jared, how much time do you want me to do? I said, go till you feel like stopping. So light me at 12? I said, like, I'm going to light you at 30. I don't care. It's your world. I was like, I just want you to feel, I just want you to be appreciated, and I want you to just get the, get the time off that you want to do. So the show goes well. And the couple that stayed, what they did was they get on this group in Astoria Park where there's like this group where everyone's looking for stuff in the community and they go hey there's a comedy show at 7 15 these two comedians do it it's not an open mic it's very funny very professional please come out next week and then everyone starts scaring what time does it start let's do it let's do it so it's just like it was good man you know things are just happening which is good things are what's happening which is good so next is Wednesday so Wednesday night Wednesday night so we do the show Tuesday and then the show Wednesday. Now Wednesday, this show is I know exactly where I'm talking like I don't know where the show is. Wednesday, the show oh that's training day. Sorry, that was our show. Boom. Thursday, it's at the East Amphitheater. Now what happened is I know I'm not one to hold my tongue, right? But it's on the schedule, on the schedule, on the weather it says it's supposed to rain. Now last week I did stand up in the rain and it was fun. I was freaking singing like Prince. Woo! That was bad. <coughs> ooh, hoo, doo, doo, doo. Oh, I can't do it. Hold on. Ooh, hoo, hoo, hoo. Freak. I'm freaking my voice is trembling. Because I, I, my body knows that I will never disrespect Prince. Let me try it again. Never meant to give you any problems. But Purple Rain, right? I felt like Purple Rain in the rain just doing stand-up. And I tell my friend, I, was, I tell my friend who's on the show, Shadi, I said, nobody better cancel these shows. Just freaking go out there. It's in the rain. So I'm in a group chat with these comedians who are on the show. I'm in a group chat with these comedians on the show, and Tobin is the booker. So Tobin says, hey, guys, uh, I don't want to just – I'll I'll say what Tobin says, and then I won't say what the other comedians say because, you know, credibility and, you know, whatever. So he's like, hey, guys, look. <laughs> he says, hey, guys, hey, guys, look, right? 
He goes, hey, Taz, let me know if you want to do the show still. Last week it rained, and there were still a bunch of people, and I'm also down to do a poll and count to see how many people will show up. Let me know if you're in or out. The first person is me. I said I'm in. And then this dude goes, hey, if it's a heavy rain or storm, I prefer to postpone it, but I'm all up to wait and see how the poll goes the forecast go. And this comedian who was inside this group chat is a respected comic in New York City, right? But he has influence on the people inside this group chat except me because nobody's my god and nobody's my idol, and I'm not going to be influenced by anyone that I could go toe-to-toe with. And that's not to be competitive. It's just like I... I remember being in April, and we couldn't do stand-up at all, right? So everyone says, I agree, agree. And I know people are agreeing because he's a bigger comic. So they're like, if he's quitting, I'll quit on the show. But me, I'm like, I'm in. So here comes the host of the show. All right, people, what do you guys want to do? I'm leaning towards canceling the show. Only 11 people said they would come. But Jared Waters keeps posting on Instagram, shaming people who cancel shows because of the rain. So I can do either. It's up to you guys. There's five people here. I want to vote. What do you guys want to do? We can schedule the show for next week. Right? And the Instagram post he's talking about is me. I made two posts. I made, I made two posts. And sometimes I, for me, it's motivation. But for me, I sometimes, I don't, I'm not taking jabs at anybody. But I'm just saying, like, to these comedians, like, come out. So I said, hey, this is the post I post. Don't cancel any shows because of the rain. Umbrellas work perfectly. And if you need a comic who won't cancel because of God's photosynthesis causing these raindrops, come to Death Row Records or text Jared Waters. Right? That's me just, you know, playing around and stuff like that. And <laughs> and uh and so 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 Tobin's like, dang, Jared's trying to guilt people into staying. But my thing is, like, I remember in April when stand-up was gone. I remember in April when we were locked down inside of our houses. Nobody was doing anything. Everybody's Zooming it up. Everybody's on Zoom, uh, you know, making shows. But now I'm like, hey, this is the perfect time that stand. said this is the perfect time that stand-up is that stand-up is here. Like, why freaking cancel, you know? Why freaking cancel? So, you know, this is time I really do take a jab. I <laughs> take a jab. Whenever I say platypus, you know, I'm really talking about platypus or someone being a platypus. And I say, hey, I heard it's supposed to rain. Bring an umbrella. Rain makes the swamp better. Don't be a platypus and back out on the show. Think back to April sitting in your house begging to come out. Use God's gift. And that was just me saying, like, man, in April, all you comics wanted to be outside. Like, why are y'all canceling because of rain? Thunderstorm, I promise it's not going to rain. Right? So inside this group chat, here we go. Here comes this first comic who goes, hey, I feel like canceling is just easier. This is what I'm saying. I'm terrible at making decisions, and here comes somebody else. Okay, I'm cool with canceling. Everyone's like, I'm cool with that too, the comic with influence. And I say, nah, I'm not. (laughs) I said, Prince did the Super Bowl in the rain and hills, and here comes this comic shooting back at me trying to be smart. Prince got paid millions of dollars. I said, he did. He said to be in front of millions of people on TV. I said, you don't think he didn't practice in those high heels in the rain before he got the millions? Come on now. You ain't want to serve it to me. He goes, I don't. And I was like, uh, he goes, I don't do that. And I said, clearly. Next you know, he goes, I guess we'll wait and see if it rains. And when we get to the show, clear skies, like I said. It's getting dark, but the rain is drowning a little bit. And the comic goes on stage. He goes, Jerry, you better kill since you want to have the show. 
And I'm talking to Tobin, and I'm like, look, man, if you don't know anybody that wants to do the show, I know a whole bunch of wolves that are hungry right now. I know I talk about wolves and animals all the time. I know I talk like that. But it was just like, I was just happy. I was like, look, dude, man, this is the time now where people are going to remember these moments of just like, I remember when it was raining, and he had 30 people show up. That's a lot for a theater. And then another 10 came. So he has a willing, just 30 people sitting in the rain wanting to be entertained. Like, man, we got to give us a service. So that was Thursday. So Thursday evening after that show, we rush over to Horseplay. That's Khalil Dada's show, one of the best shows in New York City. And he doesn't care. He's in the rain. He has his shirt off. He looks like freaking Jodeci. And my friend Riley goes up, and Riley's killing in the rain, and she is just going at it. She does a spot earlier. Stefan, who just called, he gets up. He kills. And then me and Julio are talking. Julio Diaz, very funny stand-up comic. And I tell Shadi, Shadi's like, that's my sister in comedy. And just in life, right? And I tell her, I was like, hey, take off that umbrella and freaking do it in the rain. And she's like doing 20 minutes in the rain. And I said, see, this is what it's about, man. Ain't no thunderstorm or anything else. People are going to see how bad you want this thing, man. Now, if it's snowing, I don't know about snow, right? And it's just like I remember just, I remember these moments in the rain reminds me about being home in Florida, being home in North Carolina, it just reminds me of just being in the rain playing sports. I was like, when it rained, you got more excited because you're like, yo, we're doing this in the rain, you know. I remember my coach, his name was Dustin. He was my wrestling coach. He said this to me one time because I was a captain of the wrestling team. And he goes, Jared, you're a champion. I said, I am, sir. And he goes, I know. I know all you guys want to cancel practice today and go to the basketball game because there's some women there. I said, coach, there are. And that's what I'm trying to do. And he said, I understand that. I know you want to cancel practice and you're the leader here. But let me ask you this. The basketball game starts in 45 minutes. Why don't we do 35 minutes of hard work and take 35 minutes to make yourself better? Take this opportunity for 35 minutes to make yourself a better wrestler. Because the people that are wrestling against you, they're not taking this 35 minutes to go to a basketball game. He goes, let's see if you can do it. And then after a while, 30 minutes turns into an hour, and we come out during halftime. But I realized, like, I was like, I just want to make myself better. I want to be the best stand-up comedian possible. And to do that, I need to be on stage and work out these jokes and find my timing, my pacing, and everything else. And that's got to be in the rain until these clubs open. It has to be wherever. But right now, it's in the rain. So then... Friday happens. It's Friday. We did that Thursday, so Friday. Friday, I got three shows. And it's kind of hard in New York to go to three shows at once. It's easier when you're at a club because all the clubs are next to each other. You can catch a taxi, boom, boom, and do eight spots. But these spots, all of them, one's in downtown Manhattan, and I have to go across the bridge to go to Brooklyn to Williamsburg. Then I got to go to Bushwick, Brooklyn, right? That's what I got to do. So what happens is I do the show. Stuyvesant Cove and the comedian at the time I tell him you know I gotta do a show early but he doesn't know me like that so I don't want to be the guy to like get up early and he goes you're 7th and I'm like everyone's doing <sighs> 10 minutes I mean that's 60 minutes I gotta wait and he's the crowd like a whole bunch of thugs and stuff like that so I know with thugs I gotta do my thug jokes and stuff like that connect with people where they're from so show was okay it was okay but people were laughing but it's just like we're out by the water so the laughs rain up to heaven so as soon as you hear a laugh, it goes shoots up to the sky. So you got to look at people's interactions, and it's dark out there. So I do the show, and then Onika, who's on the show, oh, my God, another 
freaking killer, right? So she goes, I got to go to Brooklyn too. I said, well, yeah, but you ain't going my way. I don't want you to drive. I got to go to Brooklyn. Just get in the car. So she takes us to Brooklyn, and I was like, well, there's a show. Let's go there, and I'll introduce you to the introduce you to the booker so you can get on next time. So I introduce her to the booker, and the guy goes, Jared, I got you closing the show out. I said, cool, but I actually have another show in Brooklyn. I have to be there by 10 o'clock because 10.15 is when the last comic gets on, and it's 9.40 right now. And he goes, I said, can I go up next? He goes, yeah. He said, everyone's doing 10, but I had you doing. I said, look, I'm going to do my, I'll just do the 15, right? And <laughs> I felt bad because there's a comic that was going behind me. He hasn't been doing stand-up that long, and I, I know he's a good guy. His name's Adam. So I get up. And it's on a rooftop, on a rooftop. But there's no, like, there's a ledge. I was like, I'll jump off this roof. Everyone started laughing. I was like, the freak, y'all laughing at me, almost trying to kill myself? <laughs> so we do that show, boom, right? So I got to bounce. I got to hustle. Now I got to go to Bushwick, Brooklyn. So we go to Bushwick, Brooklyn. This is outside, right, outside. And I text the guy, who the booker, and I text the guy's show. I was like, hey, I'm on my way. And he goes, don't worry. The fourth comments comic up. Then we'll throw you up, okay? And he texts me and goes, hey, do as long as you want. We got no time limit. I was like, I'm doing an hour. I thought I was joking, but I was like, I'm doing an hour. So as I go, Stefan, he does. Stefan gets up. He does a spot. He goes up before me. Stefan has to leave. And then I was like, I'm doing an hour. I don't care what they're saying. I'm doing an hour. So I'm doing bits. The microphone breaks, and the speaker goes out. And I was like, I'll just project my voice because – when do you get an hour in New York to just work it out? It's an hour you do on the road or you do an hour when you get outside of New York. But doing an hour in New York City is very hard because there's so many comedians here and you just can't. You, it's every every show or, or spots or showcase spots. So everyone does 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 7 minutes, 8 minutes or whatever. No one's going to do longer than that because there's too many comedians. And if you want a headline, you go to a comedy club like Caroline's or – you can go to the Gotham. Those do host, feature, headliner. Or you go on the road. You go to other places where they're like comedy clubs where everyone's doing or there's not er that many comedians there that night. So the comments go up, and I did an hour. And that hour was something I wanted to take time, work out bits and stuff like that. But I was talking to these comics afterwards, and I said, look, I'm working towards the next phase of my career. Now, down in Tampa and down in Florida, and stuff, we used to do an hour all the time. We'd go an hour, we'd push it. And I remember one time, I remember, pff, I remember like four years ago, I did an hour and 15 on stage, right? But I think in New York City hours, it's, hard, it's just hard to do in that type of time. But in Florida, it's easy. And I was telling my friend J.B. Ball at the time, uh, download his comedy album. We'll, we'll put that in. We'll put that inside there in the... In the uh, Inside the description. So I'm talking to JB. He's like, yeah, I did an hour and 15 last night, flexing a little bit. And JB goes, I did two hours and 15 minutes. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was like, what? He goes, yeah, just did two hours. So it's just like that you could just eat time. When you got the time, it's good to eat. I'm talking to these, to these comedians. I'm talking to my friends. And I was like, look, she goes, Jerry, I've never seen you do that type of time before. I said, I know because we've never had the opportunity. I was like, sometimes inside your class of comedians, they got to know that you're the one pushing. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm punching for the next level. I'm punching not for just 
F a spot on TV. I'm I'm shooting the special. I'm looking for the special. What jokes are going to work on the special? So it was just a good night. Then after that, we had like barbecue and chicken. I say chicken, but we had like food and stuff like that. Then I go home. I talk to my old lady. And, you know, she's she's motivating and stuff. And she's like, yeah, I knew you would do it. I said, good, lay that body down. (laughs) 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 Uh, Sorry, sorry. Uh, But that was, that that was, (laughs) that was my, (laughs) that was my week, that was my weekend, that was my, my weekend comedy. Oh, I forgot. So I met Poe Johnson. Poe Johnson is, uh, Poe Johnson is from the reality show La La Anthony's Full Court Life. The reason why I watch that, because I think my little sister used to watch it. Uh, and I just, I'm good at recognizing faces. I don't know what it is, but if I see a face on TV or a face on a billboard, I can recognize faces and do it. So I'm looking at her. She's looking at me, and I wave. I say, hey, no disrespect. I know you're probably. She's standing up. I say, are you Poe? She goes, yeah, you're on that show. She goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, look, man, I just say I appreciate your art. I know you, you know, you sing and stuff. Can we want to take a picture? She goes, yeah, I would love that. And I give my friend my phone a take. She goes, why don't we just do a selfie? I'd like to see it. And I said, yeah, I got a shaky hand. <laughs> and she just starts laughing. So uh, uh, we linked up. Uh, the next thing, oh, I want to tell the story. Yeah, y'all tell the story. So I was talking to my cousin. My cousin's name is Tamika. She is Tamika Waters. Tamika Waters, I met her when I was uh, 18 or 19. Our grandparents are twins. Our grandparents are twins, but uh, you know, we lived uh, abroad a while, so it's so I'm connected with my family later. And we've always been, you know, we're, clo- we're closer now. Like, you know, she told me uh, seven months ago that she is moving to Brazil. So she moves to Brazil, and she's teaching in Brazil. And it's just joking. She's telling me about Brazil and stuff like that. And it's so amazing how how it's just like, man, that's my cut. Like, I'm so proud of you. I just, you know, I, 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 I tell her that, but I'm just so proud that she's just living in Brazil now. And she just, she, she her pictures are amazing. Her pictures are amazing. But she's talking about the language barrier and learning a thing. And the reason why I say that, because I was like, how do they perceive us over there? And she goes, she teaches like rich Brazilian kids. And they are trying to understand, like, so why are you guys called African-Americans? She goes, what are you from in Africa? She goes, I'm not from Africa. I'm from America. She goes, what? That's a weird name. She goes, yeah, I know. And she goes, well, that's what they call us. And she goes, yeah, but that's not right. And then her roommate at the time, not a roommate, a girl, she lives by herself. Her coworker, the way they perceive black America, she goes, yeah, I can't believe black people are, like, protesting. Everyone seems like Steve Harvey. <laughs> she's like no black people are oppressed and she goes what even steve harvey <laughs> so uh that's my friend to me my cousin tamika cousin tamika waters i'm gonna get her on the podcast too i'm gonna get her on the podcast tamika also who else also what else do we go okay we're almost done poe johnson boom uh i want to talk about negative energy sometimes i want to end on this Sometimes you make sure you have to surround yourself with people with positive energy, right? So when I go to work, you know, I'm a day worker, so I'm working, and I was good because I did a happy hour. I usually never do happy hours, but I had some time in between shows. And I want to sit down with the new people I work with, and I'm so proud of them because they're all entrepreneurs. Like I said, they, you know, they do different things, but sometimes you need that moment. 
and I say good energy because they got good energy. So Thursday night I'm doing the show, and this comic walks up, right? And he's always had bad energy with me, right? But it's like there'll be situations where I'll dap up people, and he'll be like, oh, man, don't dap me up, and he'll put his fist down. Hey, man, people are sick. But when someone else walks around, he'll dap them up. I was like, yeah, I know you got negative energy towards me, and I feel it, but I'm not going to let you dictate your energy towards me. But every time I get a chance, I like to project that energy back on him so he can feel it, right? So, like, when I do a really good set or when other comics are talking to me, he's like, what's up, Jared? <laughs> like, nigga, get out of here, right? So we get to the show Thursday. This is the rain show. And he goes, uh, dang, I couldn't tell if you're a robber or a Black Lives Matter looter or something like that. He's trying to roast my bandana that I have on, right? First of all, it's a purple bandana. So who was robbing people with purple? Let's get that out the way. If you're like, what gang is a purple gang? It's Bloods or Crips. So for that joke is whatever. I see you're trying to attempt to roast me to say something like that. But what you don't understand, my brothers, I've been out in this swamp for four months and you never had a show yet, right? So there's no disrespect for him. You know, I'm just saying what it is. And then, but we're from the South. So since you're from the South, I have an extra love for you because we're from the same, we're from the, we're some from the South. I was like, first of all, dude, this is an East Carolina bandana. You're from the South. You should know this. Oh, oh, I didn't even know. I was like, yeah. He goes, well, what are you, man? I said, what are you? I said, I'm just a man of God. He goes, when did that start? And I was like, what'd you say? What'd you say to me? He goes, when did that start? You just got religious? I said, just got religious? My brother, do you know anything about me? I mean, everybody get religious from the South. And I was like, oh, that negativity? Keep that in the rain, bro. Keep that in the rain. Because now I understand what you're upset of how everything's going. And sometimes I think when you feel someone being negative, you just have to remove yourself from the situation. I was like, yeah, let me just walk off. Let me just walk off because I was like, yeah, I feel, I was like, how you, how you bring a, <laughs> you know that at Winnie the Pooh when Eeyore's walking and there's like a rain cloud on his head? Hi, Pooh. Hello. Just that negativity. So I tell people just remove yourself from the situation from the negativity. Uh, so that's it. This is the Woody's Roundup. Golly, 42 minutes, man. I could talk, right? Uh, we got a lot of great podcasts coming up. Uh, a lot of people are emailing me about Sarah and telling me they have, I think I said her name. (laughs) 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 Well, I said her name on the podcast. It's cool. I could say her name. I could say her name, but I just can't say her last name. That's what she said. Uh, Sarah, Miss B, ladies and gentlemen, we won't say her last name, but, uh, Dude, it's amazing. Just email her. I put her email inside there. I'll put it again. Email her. She is such a wonderful, beautiful, amazing person. And she's talking about growing up Orthodox. And a lot of people have so many misconceptions about being Orthodox. So please hit her up. Like, subscribe, rate the podcast. Do what you do. My name is Jared Waters. Uh, Shout out to my man, G-double-O, to the D-I-E, a.k.a. Garrett McCall, a.k.a. Roland Doja. Take us out, Joe. Hey, you're live on the podcast, One Man, One Tree in the Hill. Say what up to the people. Now, this is when I see black excellence. It's Kenan Thompson. And I see this giant butt. And I'm like, oh, who is that? Turns out it's Questlove. So Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy. And they're all sitting at the table. And I walk up to Eddie Murphy. And I was like, hey, Mr. Murphy, I just want to say you're the goat, man. And you're the coldest that ever walked the face of the earth. You got to break that thing over she wants it private but y'all not even together right now so we haven't spoken about anything but the cat for at two least months. two months and then i said and i said uh-uh and i'll be the next jamar neighbors
<laughs> she was up like, I know that's right. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the podcast. My name is Jerry Waters, and I'll catch you next time. Like, subscribe, rate the podcast. Have a wonderful night, wonderful day, whatever you're listening to. I'll see you soon.